0: Welcome to the show, everybody, and it is Wex Appeal, Barbells, Beats, and Buffoonery, episode number eight. Thank you for being here with us today. Before we begin, I want to talk to you about Duke Cannon, and their purpose is simple, to make superior quality grooming goods that meet the high standards of hardworking men and women. Women can use this product as well. Uh, It is tested by soldiers, made in the USA. It is an awesome product. I use it myself. I use, right now I'm using the Buffalo Trace soap, the bar soap, which is their B-A-B-O-S, the big ass bar of soap. And it's three times larger than any bar of soap you're going to find on the shelf today from anybody else. And it's just made better, smells better, and overall just makes you feel good. I love it. I also use their solid cologne. I have their leather and also their Buffalo Trace uh, cologne. It has a woodsy oak smell, so it smells just absolutely amazing. The wife loves it. I love it. And if the wife loves it, what do I have to say about it? It's, it, it's for her. They value hardworking uh, family. They value community, bacon, and country. You don't get much more American than that. So that is why I love this product. They also give back to the veterans through the Honor Flight MWTSA, which is the Military Working Dog Team Support Association. Canines for Warriors and Folds of Honor. So Duke Cannon, get out there. Get to dukecannon.com. Use the promo code BBWEX8, that's B-B-W-E-X, and the number 8 to get 10% off your order for this week, for this episode. Uh, So use that code BBWEX8 for 10% off of your order. You're going to love it, It, and they make great gifts, too. You can send them to all your friends, loved ones, relatives, enemies, anybody you want to, to make them smell amazing. You want to do that today. Get on it, DukeCannon.com. My guest today is Sean Woodland. He is one half of the Talking Elite Fitness voice, and he is admittedly, undoubtedly, the voice of CrossFit. Um, Whether you know CrossFit or not, if you've watched any clips on CrossFit, you've probably heard him. He has given some of the best play-by-play in CrossFit history, whether it be Matt Fraser during the Suicide Sprint, which is kind of the one that sticks out among all history he has given some of the best uh you know play by play that 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 you'll hear and he's been there for some of the most amazing moments. He is my guest today. We talk about everything from being a brand new father to his band. Haha, his band is amazing and that is Cousin Dale. We're going to talk about that. We talk about sports. Uh he's a huge sports fan like myself. We talk about, you know, living here in Florida. We talk about everything. So it is a great interview. I hope you enjoy it. Even if you're not a big CrossFit fan, you're going to get a lot from this one. It's, it's just a great episode, and I'm a little biased because it's my, my episode, and I'm getting to interview him. But he's just a great dude, so you definitely want to check it out. Before we begin that interview, um, there, I just wanted to preface that we are working through some technical issues as far as our quality when it comes to the video for recording and, and doing this. He's in California. I was in Florida and had a little issues with the quality of video and audio. I apologize for that but we are working towards some solutions so we should be getting better bigger and better every single day but hey it's episode number eight which sounds like a lot but it's really not when uh you're considering that we just started out like less than two months ago so thank you for listening we'll be back in just a moment with sean woodland okay well we are here ladies and gentlemen my guest today is sean woodland and uh, it's kind of weird being on this side of the microphone. Because usually I'm watching him on my on my device, on my phone or on the TV with uh, Talking Elite Fitness. But we're here. We're we're sitting here talking, and, and uh, we're gonna have a good time tonight for sure. I've got a, a list of things that uh, to <laughs> to drill him with questions. But uh, Sean, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing great, Wex. Thanks for having me, man. This is awesome. You got to nerd Absolutely. out a little bit beforehand. So about the great memorabilia you have there hanging in your office. So this is gonna be great. I'm ready to rock.
0: Oh yeah, I. I I like to set up my office as my little cave. So I mean, Are the you? the the uh the podcast is barbells, beats, and buffoonery. So <laughs> I, I kind of go a little bit on the buffoonery with you know the you know little bit different uh, design things up there. So you know I have fun with it, and uh, you know I've got like medals and stuff of mud runs and 5Ks and you know things I I certainly didn't win, but I at least finished.
1: <laughs> so I did in one way, I, shape, or form.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I did my, my one half marathon, they gave me the medal and I was like, awesome. I never have to do this ever mm-hmm. again. This, I'm done. So, uh, yeah. So, man, I, I've got, you know, so many things here, you know, to go over. But, uh, first of all, you know, I haven't really, I mean, we've talked back and forth on, on Instagram, but I haven't formally got to welcome you to the father's club.
1: Well, thank you. I pre- um,
0: Max is awesome. I see, you know, posting on Instagram, and things like that. Um, I just had, we had our fourth, which.
1: Oh, wow. Blah. You're way ahead of me. All right. <laughs>
2: yeah. Don't ever. <laughs> don't. <laughs>
0: I, me and my wife were having the conversation yesterday. It's like, I can't imagine what it would be like without him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, <laughs> man, life has been, has been tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you listen to Jim Gaffigan at all. Yes. But he, he said, "What's it like having? I, mm-hmm. I don't know how many kids he has, but he's like it's like swimming across a lake and someone hands you a baby.
1: Yeah, it's like you're that's, drowning and someone throws you a baby. Yes, yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: that's exactly what four kids feels like. But how's it going? You know, how's how's father life? I mean, you get you're eating it up.
1: Yeah, what it's it's see? good. Man. Yeah, I'm I'm uh. It's funny because I think that early on, when my wife was still pregnant, um, I uh. I was talking to a friend of mine who had had, a, has two kids and he was saying how he's like, you're not a dad yet. Your wife is a mom. And that made a lot of sense. Cause I was really worried about, yeah, you know, am I going to love him the way I need to? Am I going to be a good dad? Am I going to be into this? And, you know, I had a lot of just, I don't know if I'm going to be any good. Uh, and the second he was born, it, there's this, uh, everyone talks about it. There's this feeling that you just get when you see your kid for the first time. And I definitely felt that. And you can't, you try to describe it to people and you, you, you have to kind of experience it, and yeah. I experienced it, and I was like, okay, I get it. And I, yeah, it, it's been it's been full of challenges. I, my wife has been a, a rock star because yeah. Max is a super piggy eater; he won't take a bottle, so he's got to get it to <laughs> the source, yep. which means I'm off the hook a lot at night, uh, <laughs> which is good. But unfortunately, you know, for my wife, it means that she's not getting the sleep that she needs. But she's soldiering through. But it just it puts a lot. I'm, I know you probably know this too. It puts a lot of stuff in perspective, uh, changes your priorities. Um, you know, you, you, uh, you're not as concerned about just like little things anymore. You know, yeah. I, used, I used to really worry about, I got to get my workout in, I got to get this, I got to, and now I'm like, ah, you know, I can do that tomorrow. Like I got to spend yeah. time with a kid now. So it's, it's just been, it's been a really good lesson for me, I think, as, as far as just being able to sort of slow down. Cause I'm not someone who just sits and does nothing well, uh, sure. to slow down and sort of just focus on the now and be present. So
0: that that's awesome. And I, I felt the same way when we had our first our first child. It was like I've never met somebody that immediately I knew I would do anything. Yeah. Like I'm I I'll jump in front of a speeding <laughs> truck. I will fight off <laughs> yeah. whoever I need to fight off. Like you know we will you know go to the mattresses for it. Like this is <laughs> this you know this changes everything. And that was all within 30 seconds. Like yeah. as soon as they put the baby in in her arms and I looked at both of them I'm like. Yep, life is. It, I say life is over, but beginning. This portion of and this whole new world is is opened up. So it's been, it's been incredible. Um, yeah, my wife, uh, she is nursing as well, <laughs> baby, and um, she's she'll look at me and she's like you and your worthless nipples.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot sustain she's, another life with my body. I can't do it. No, saying.
0: I'm sitting there sleeping, you know, getting my, you know, for, well, I mean, I get anywhere from six to eight hours of sleep. I'm way down on the whoop score for, <laughs> for sleep and recovery. I, I, I will never be on your podium.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Don't worry. I won't be there either.
0: <laughs> um, I might join you on the low. On, on the low yeah,
1: I'm, it, I'm it, pushed for that.
0: But uh, but yeah, it's it's been a it's been an interesting transition. And I'm also the 4 a.m. coach, so you know I get up at 4 a.m. and I'm at the I'm at the box by five. Yeah, so I've All got right. a five and a 5:30 class that is uh that's going. So it uh yeah the sleep is at the minimum.
1: <laughs> God bless you, sir.
0: But, so. <laughs> And <laughs> yeah, you as well. <laughs> the um, so I gotta go back and because I, I have yeah you know, I actually had people like when I told them about interviewing interview they're like oh ask ask this okay. um, so people want to know um, so how did you first find
1: oh okay so I was living yeah, we're, going, we're going back Jacksonville Florida it was 2007 okay. and I was in I was working at WJXT TV. Mm -hmm. which is at the time they're in, they're actually, they were independent. So they used to be a CBS affiliate. Now they're independent. And in the sports department, there was me, there was the sports director. There was, and then there were two other guys who uh, were photographers slash producers. And one of those photographers slash producers was a guy by the name of Matt Kingston. And his wife was a personal trainer and she was training people out of a gym really close to where I worked. And okay. she had just started incorporating CrossFit into her training. She wasn't certified. It wasn't a CrossFit gym, but she was using a lot of the uh, the movements, a lot of the principles. And I had been, you know, I've been working out basically my whole life since I don't know, like junior high, doing the same stuff that everybody else did, going to the Globo Gym and you know, Monday is chest day and Tuesdays back and buys and Wednesdays shoulders and triceps and Thursdays leg day. So you skip that and do something else Then, you know <laughs> yeah. and then I play, played some hockey. And that was it. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really seeing any results. And my this guy, Matt, that I worked with was telling me about this thing, CrossFit. I go, what is that? And he says, you, you go to a website and they have a workout and you just do that workout. And it's really cool. Like they have kettlebells and all this different stuff. And I go, ah, all right. I mean, I guess I'll check that out. Um, and so I think I went to the website and looked at it and just nothing. It didn't really jump out at me. I just went, well, that doesn't look like a whole lot. Um, uh, why would I want yeah, to try
0: you're used to like the five
1: sets of right. Know, I mean, it looked, it was like ten. section on the website. I go, well, that's not going to get me in shape. So eventually I, I don't know. I, I just had this, I said, you know what? I got to try it. I'm just going to try it because it, again, I was just stuck in this rut and I remember I, so I, I went in and she, you know, basically level one stuff that, and again, she hadn't taken the level one, but this is how you squat. This is how stuff like that. And I realized, man, I don't know any of this stuff. I'm doing this all wrong. And, kind of worked with me on doing a, a kipping pull up a little bit. You know, my gymnastic skills were terrible. I had none of that. You know, my body control was awful. I was just all power and that was about it. And she said, so I got like a really bad kipping pull up down. Enough to do it. And she said, All right, we're just gonna do we're just gonna do ten rounds of Cindy for time. That's my first workout. I go, what's Cindy? Okay, it's five push ups or five pull ups, you know, ten push ups, fifteen squats. Okay, cool, I can do that. Ten rounds, just for time. Not not, you know, not a twenty minute AMRAM. And I almost died. Like it was, I was, and I was hooked from there because I realized, man, if that something that simple can dose me up that well, I'm in, I want to learn all this stuff. And so I I was, I think like everybody who kind of had where they go, this is, this is it. I was just addicted from there. I wanted to learn everything I can. I was watching all the old, this was back in 2007. So this was before the games happened, uh, right before they happened. Couple months. And so there were some videos online, but I've, everything I could find, I was looking at, just trying to figure out how to do stuff. Um, and it was, that was it. But it, I didn't go to my first affiliate, I think, till like a year or so later, because there weren't, there was maybe, I think there was one in Jacksonville, it was virtual, that was CrossFit East, which I think was like the second or third in the country. Okay. And then all of a sudden they started springing up. And so I went to my first affiliate, I think, like a year later. And I was uh, CrossFit Jacks, that was out in Jacksonville Beach, that used to be. It gives in a terrible part of the, the neighborhood. Um, Chris Russell ran the place. Really good dude. They've since moved and have a great facility. Yeah, so sure. I went there a couple of times and then kind of just started doing it on my own in a Globo gym with a friend of mine who was a cop. And, you know, we would – people would look at us kind of weird all the time because of what we were doing. And, uh, yeah, and then from there, I I, fi- I found another affiliate. I finally joined an affiliate that was like across the street from my TV station. So I joined that place. that was called Crucible CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Worked out I there? Think and that was I think their, they're still
0: there. I think I know those guys.
1: I think yeah, they they're in the same sort of locale but a different building. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, in,
0: I'm in Ocala, so oh okay. I'm two I'm two hours from Jack's. Right. so all right. Pretty 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 straight shot now. Yeah. They so actually that's that's fixed I said. 301, so yeah, they fixed 301, so it is actually a straight shot. So no go. okay. going around through all all the back roads and all, all that. So. Yeah. I was actually in Jacksonville a couple of weeks ago um, yeah, for, for some things. So.
2: Yeah. so
0: how did you make the jump then from being a CrossFitter to then? I, I, I know you have the background in media, but how did you make the jump from just liking the sport and doing the sport to then becoming, I mean, now the voice of the sport, <laughs> the, the total jump?
1: It's kind of a, it's a sort of long involved story. So I, I left Jacksonville in 2010 and I was at a TV at the time. I was working at a PR firm there, advertising firm called the Dalton agency. Great place. Um, wanted to get back closer to home, which was Sacramento, California. My dad was dealing with some health issues and I, you know, wanted to be up closer to help them. And I, you know, I, I wasn't attached to Florida anymore really cause I didn't have the job that I wanted, which was still in TV. Um so I moved back to I, I through a weird confluence of confluence of events, I found a another PR agency that was hiring in their office out in Sacramento, got hired there, moved back to California in twenty ten and was still doing CrossFit. Um joined a gym by my ho by my parents' house where I actually met my wife, which is pretty cool. And uh That's awesome. yeah, so I, I was I was still doing some TV stuff. I would freelance every now and then for like Comcast sports in that Bay area. They would, I would go cover, I covered like the Stanford football spring game when Andrew Luck was there. I covered a couple, uh, I covered one of their games when they played UCLA. I did like an A's game for them, like a reporter thing. So I still had a toe in it sure. and knew that I wanted to, I, you know, it was my passion. I eventually wanted to get back in it, but I wanted to do it for the right thing. Yeah. So i zoomed the PR kind of marketing thing for a while. And then the 2011 games rolled around. Uh, I went as a fan And this is a funny story, too. I was with a friend of mine by the name of Brandon Jebbins, who was actually my college roommate, and the two of us reconnected via CrossFit, and we were at the games, and he was going to Bill Grundler's gym, CrossFit Inferno, at the time. So Brandon and I were walking behind the tennis stadium, where the broadcast booth is, and Bill comes walking out, and Brandon says, hey, Bill, and I'm just standing, I don't know who Bill is, and so Brandon introduced me to Bill. Oh, wow. And I didn't know at the time, you know, what that would lead to. But, um, uh, so we got to, we get into our seats in the tennis stadium and I'm looking around and I think it was right before the killer cage event. There was there were like cameras and Miranda and Ro were on the floor with ESPN mics and this light bulb went off in my head and I went, I have to get, this is it. I got to get involved in this. Like they have a media department. What the hell? I, I, yeah. I got to find out about this. So I, I went home, uh, and that, that was in August of 2011 and I fired off this random email to media at CrossFit.com, I think it was, and just explained who I was, explained my background, said I'd love to get involved, and then didn't hear anything. February 2012 rolls around, and I'm still going to that, the gym uh, CrossFit stomping ground in Fair Oaks, California. And the owner at the time was a guy by the name of Jake Newbauer. and he said to me, he goes, Hey, there's a level one coming through Reno. If you want to go, well, I'll pay half, and then you can coach. I said, Sweet, I'm in. I'll do it. Oh, wow, yeah. So I went to the level one. This was in February of 2012. And Pat Sherwood was one of the instructors and Dave Eubanks as well, who's now a good friend of mine. Um, yeah. so Pat was just milling around, I think at a break. And at the time he was doing a lot of media stuff. So I I'm like, should I go talk to this guy? I said, you know what? Yeah, I'm not, you know, what's he going to say? Get out of here, idiot. And then it, then whatever, then I'm done. But I'm going to, if I don't say anything, I'm going to regret it. So I went up to Pat and I introduced myself super nice. I told him that you know I was wondering how I got involved in media and told him what I did. And Pat said, you know what? Send me your information and I'll pass it along. And I kind of thought he was blowing me off at the time. But to his credit, he did. Like he forwarded my stuff on, which yeah. I, so I owe him a lot. So I didn't hear anything. Like that was February. Didn't hear back from anybody. And then April of 2012 rolls around it. It was right before regionals. And if people who've been following the sport for a while, that was back when they had like 17 of them. Yeah. You know, 17 regional competitions. And they were going to be on ESPN in 2012, on ESPN 3, and they were going to use the Central East Regional as sort of a practice run for their coverage because it had, okay. you know, Groning was there, and I think Dan Bailey and uh, Mark Tendron was there. They had some big yeah, names. It was stacked. Julie yeah, Fouché was there. So I got a, I remember I'm sitting at my desk at work, and I get a call on my cell phone, and it's from a Las Vegas number. I go, I have no idea who this is. So I pick it up, you know, I answer because it might be a, one of our clients I didn't know sure. and it was Rory McKernan oh. and he's like hey Sean it's uh, Rory McKernan from CrossFit how you doing I'm like uh good how are you and I mean like get up and bolt out the side door because I don't want to have this conversation in front of everybody that you know, no, I work did
0: with. you know who who Rory was yeah. at the time
1: oh, yeah okay. so I watched like I was I was watching all the update shows and all oh, the okay. videos. I was really mm-hmm. into it and he so long story short he says hey we're putting together a media team first of all he says I got your email back in August I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to contact you. We just haven't had an opportunity. And Pat sent me your stuff as well. He goes, so we're putting together a broadcast team to go and cover the central East regional. And we'd like to know if you're interested. And so I was trying to think of a word faster than yes. And I went, absolutely. And he goes, we would, you know, we need to do have someone who can do play by play for the women. I said, fine, I'll do whatever. I don't care. And so yeah, they, they flew me out to Columbus, uh, to do that on a weekend. I got it cleared with my, my work. And I, I showed up and it like, I was the only guy that they had who kind of had a foot in both worlds. Cause at the time they were taking and trying to turn them into broadcasters. I was the only sure. guy who had broadcast experience, but also knew CrossFit. So I remember I called all the women's events with Tanya Wagner and they, you know, they really liked it. They, they liked what I did. And so they had me help out with their regional coverage. For that year which was insane because they were they were cutting like they would shoot these highlight videos of every event from every regional and then they would edit them They would like voice them edit them and put them up on the website. It was just a oh, just wow. a fire hose of information <laughs> So yeah. I helped out with that. I was at, so I was at HQ every week for I don't know five weeks. I think regionals lasted And then the games rolled around and they called me. They said, do you want to do it? I said, hell yeah I want to do it. And so I still wasn't doing like I still wasn't full-time yeah. so I did games for them in 2012 and then helped with the post game shows, and this was all freelance stuff. Uh, later that year, that's like October, I think. And then January of 2013 is when they they hired me full time. So
0: that's awesome. And then the awesome. rest is yeah, yeah, the, the the rest is history. I mean, we you know we've kind of followed along from there. Um, it's funny that you say that about about CrossFit. So I kind of got into CrossFit a little bit differently. I was, I, I'm a DJ, so I, I DJ on the side. So I do weddings, events, parties, nightclubs. Like I've done pretty much anything you can do as far as DJing. And I, by some weird like turn of events, I I ended up DJing a 5K and CrossFit Zoo, which is where I'm out of,
2: mm-hmm.
0: was one of the vendors. They were, they were there. And I actually, I, I actually mispronounced the owner's name. And she came up to me and talked to me, and we started talking back and forth. And um, at the time, I had heard all these like horror stories of CrossFit. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, if you do CrossFit, you're gonna get injured, you're gonna get hurt. They, you know, they're just flipping tires all willy-nilly, just you know, <laughs> throwing things around in no form or anything. And uh, so I was a little bit hesitant with with all that. But um, they ended up inviting me to DJ one of the events that they were hosting, which is the Reindeer Rumble, which is actually going on in like three weeks where we're doing the eighth the eighth reindeer rumble but this is probably five or six years ago probably about five maybe six years ago and um they invited me to come do it and i watched i, I showed up i watched the competition i'm like well this is kind of cool and my for djing and MCing the competition was a three-month membership to the to the right. gym and i'm like all right i'll try it and done i was i was yeah. in I can't tell you what my first workout was, but I just, I know I was like, this is the most amazing thing ever. And now I'm a, you know, an L1, I'm the head coach at at CrossFit zoo. And I mean, the rest is history. (laughs) you know. Now I'm doing a podcast that, you know, fall, you know, falls into fitness and music and, and all sorts of different things. So it's it it's definitely a love of the sport because you get in and it's just, it's a community. It's Mm -hmm. so much like there's so much, but, um, So I've got to go, and and I I told you I was going to go way back. Um, You posted a video on your, I believe, on your Facebook. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, what is this all about? And it was a band by the name of Cousin Dale. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I went down a little rabbit hole. (laughs) And so I guess the page for Cousin Dale just started up on YouTube like three months ago.
1: That's probably true. So
0: <laughs> I I do know that they only have one subscriber. That's this guy. All right. <laughs> I'm the, I'm, Tell
1: them I take credit for for getting our only
0: subscriber. Exactly. I'm the I'm the one subscriber on there. And, but I'm going through it. and so I'm I'm watching and like there was so much like that I didn't know. I'm like okay. Like, what's going on here? You know, okay. The, the first video I watched was, I, I think, just last year. It was, like, 2019. Yeah. So, you were, you know, obviously, I could tell, you know, it was you and you were with the band and everything. And then I went back to one of, like, the 96. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I can't tell if that's genre. or not. I <laughs> I
1: Hair. What's up with that? <laughs> you had
0: hair. The video quality was eh, sketchy at yeah. best.
1: <laughs> EHS. But
0: then. But then, you know, they did the whole breakdown where they introduced everybody. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah,
2: it's it's
1: unsettling.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so you've been in this band for 25 years. On
1: and off,
0: yeah. On and off.
1: -hmm.
0: Um, So I was going to ask, like, you know, where, like, how did that start? And how has that been hidden for (sighs) so so long in the CrossFit community?
1: So that started in college when I went to San Francisco State. And, and I was in the broadcasting department i was i started out as a film major couldn't stand everybody like I was, just looked around me in the film department and, and I was like these I can't be around these people these this is not my crew yeah. um, so I, I found like i found that they had a sports casting class there and it was like awesome and I was still thinking like behind the camera stuff because at the time I was a big fan of NFL films and everything that they did and I wanted to like mm-hmm. make movies and stuff um, so I got into the sports casting class and that's where i met Brian and Mike and Brian is the lead singer. Mike is wasn't at the time, uh, but is now the other guitar player. Okay. And we were, we were talking, I don't know. They just, they found out I played bass and it, like Brian goes, you play bass. I go, yeah. He's like, you want to be in a band? I'm like, well, what do you guys play? He's like, it doesn't matter. You're in. I go, well, what do you play? He goes, well, we're kind of like punk rock, but you're in. I go, well, why don't I come by and practice? He goes, it doesn't matter. We, we need, and they didn't have a bass. Player, so, <laughs> they gave me like, and at the time green day was really big and Brian was sure. a huge green day fan. So if you, if the, the stuff that he did early on was, just, it was like all just green day ripoffs, all of it. Yeah. And we played, and that's fine because that's what you do when you first start. You just play what you know. And it sounds oh, like, who knows you. um, so yeah, that, that was, that was, uh, that's, was like 94, 95 that we started. And, um, uh, yeah, we played some, we just played like some local gigs and bars in San Francisco and stuff. And it was fun. Um, and then I, so I, I left California in 97 when I got my first TV job in Montana. So I didn't play. I hadn't been with him. Uh, and then a couple of times I'd go back and visit, I think like in 2006 or seven, I went back and visited and played a little bit with them. And then I was the 2012, I recorded some stuff. It was like the first stuff I'd recorded with him in forever. Yeah. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. And then we played in Pacifica, which is like right up the road from San Jose. We played there in, in a bar in 2018. And then we played last year and then like, we'll get together like maybe once a year. And now obviously with everything going on with COVID, it's been a little bit impossible. but they yeah. still, Brian and Michael still throw new songs our way and be like, Hey, what do you guys think about this? And we are planning on getting together and recording something, but it's just, it's a labor of love. We enjoy doing it. We, you know, have friends and family who come and, and watch us and we have a good time, but it's uh, yeah, I, I just, I miss, I miss playing music. Cause it's just like, it's something that's totally outside of what I do for a living kind of. Yeah, uh, and I just I've always been a fan of music, and you know, I was in like a, a metal band in high school and with my brother <laughs> and some guy. A guy I got I my brother a guy I played hockey with a guy on my football team. Um, but I've always yeah I've always enjoyed it, and now like I'm at the age where I'll play anything I don't care like it doesn't yeah. matter. So well, yeah that's that's how it, the, it's how it funny. Happened.
0: I I went down like like I said I just I was just listening to kind of <laughs> I listened to both. I, I don't know how many albums there are there. are,
1: there, you know, I don't know. Let's see. Because
0: Spotify's got a, five
1: got or six, a maybe seven, but a lot yeah. of them was like five or six songs. And look, I, there are a couple, couple songs, that had they been produced really well, and had we changed a few things, like I think had some, had some yeah. legs. Yeah. Uh, but it like now it's just we just, it's just a labor of love. We try to play stuff that we like, you know, and and I think that's when you really do your best stuff is when you just realize that I don't need to, you know, as long as I like it and the people I'm with like it, it's going to be good. You know, let's stop. I like somebody else. But with that being said, we, I still, I will still steal things I hear from other songs all the time.
0: (laughs) Well, I play, I mean, I have the bass up here. I play very little and we're talking like very, very little. I played for a little bit when I was in in high school and I kind of pick it up every once in a while and kind of, you know, play around on it, but nothing that's any form of skill whatsoever. I can, (laughs) I can just like, pick out some notes and things like that and play around. But, um, you you know, when I saw it was a punk band, I'm like, okay, you know, punk, it's usually like, you know, two, three notes, Mm -hmm. you know, just repeated different sequences, you know, back and forth. But then I watched and I was like, Sean can play, Like he can, (laughs) he actually has some riffs that he's throwing down and, and, and jumping all over. And
1: yeah, I try not to try not to hurt myself in my older age. We don't move around as much (laughs) as we used to, but it's, uh, it's fine. Like, it's just, uh, I'm all, I wish I had taken lessons. I have never, I haven't taken a lesson in my life. Um, Just learn stuff from friends and, you know, you learn by playing other, you know, you put on like a CD of a band and you learn a song and you play it. And that's kind of what I've been doing. And as you, as you do that, you pick up stuff like, Ooh, that would work in this song or that's a, that's a good little fill that I can steal. And, and then, you know, but then watch guys who are like really good at it. Like, uh, Scott Shifflett from face to face and Matt Freeman from rancid, Like those guys are unbelievable. Oh Yeah. Man, you you are musicians. Like they are musicians. Yeah. Musician. I'm just a hack who had a couple <laughs> things I can do well, but then other yeah. But I, I like it.
0: Yeah, and like I I started playing music and I'm like, you can. I don't care who you are, you've got to smile when you hear punk music. Yeah, like it's just it's, fun. It just puts a smile on your face. It's just yeah. it's fun. You just going crazy.
1: Yeah. Like, we think about Star Wars and you know fantasy football and you know yeah. real football, just stuff that we like.
0: I was driving uh, – I was actually driving uh, – I think I was driving to, like, Crystal River or Inverness. So it was, like, like 30, 45-minute drive. Got a good album in, you know, one-way album in back. Because if it's a punk album, it's no no more than, like, 30 to thirty right. five minutes. With like, <laughs> you know, 13, 14 songs. And, uh, man, I was jamming out. I, I absolutely I, – I loved it. Well, thanks, um, and then, of course, took, um, you know, took Cousin Dale and then put in, like, a like a radio and so they picked a whole bunch of other people with it, and I just kind of went on a whole punk, you know, a punk drive, and it was oh, it was absolutely a blast. So I, I did. <laughs> you're gonna hate me for this one because somebody's gonna go look it up, but uh, <laughs> I did find one of the videos where you. I'm pretty sure. Now again, the the video quality was grainy, but you were jumping around in a kilt.
1: Yes. That is a fact. I did that. We played. So there was a bar in, uh, there was a. That was one of our best shows too. It was at a place called the Edinburgh castle. It's in San Francisco. And I don't know if they have bands there anymore, but so in order to sort of get into the spirit of things, I put on a kilt and it was like an yeah. imitation kilt. It wasn't like a real kilt, but sure. yeah, put on the kilt and you know, I'm in college. I think that looks cool. And I, and now I look back on it and I'm like, that was a dumb idea, but <laughs> in honor of people like a pit. We'd never had that. Yeah. Before. So that was, well, that was,
0: the the video I saw apparently you guys were like premiering a new song and, yes. and like people were jumping on stage and it looked like you're, yeah you're gonna was fight awesome. somebody yep.
1: <laughs> like, yeah it was really cool <laughs> it was
0: well, sure. it was fun um mm-hmm. uh, so so then you know as far as punk bands and metal bands and things like that like where would you put like some of your top bands like
1: so I had two I, distinct stages I, I didn't
0: pre-warn you on like the top five so.
1: No, I, I don't know. I'll you I'll on the top five, so. Out. so I had in high school is when I really went down the metal road. And I okay. was big into Metallica. Loved Metallica. Um Slayer, Testament, Anthrax, Sepultura before Max Cavalera oh. left. Um okay. who else? Who am I leaving off there? But those are the those are the big ones. Um then, when I got into college and I met Brian and Mike, I sort of got more into punk. And for me, like right now, my favorites are face to face. I like Pulley a lot. They're one of my favorites. Hmm. Uh, Dropkick Murphy. Who else? See, now I'm, you know what? Let me, let me go through my my music. Uh, no effects. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, I've
0: got a soft spot for Dropkick Murphy's. I, you know, I I and I think what they
1: do, and I still, I'll still listen to some of their older stuff. Um, who else uh, A band called Flatfoot 56 they're awesome they're a lot wow. like Drop Murphy's Goldfinger uh, Okay. yeah did
0: you happen to see during quarantine Goldfinger
2: um, Yeah. some where they were
0: doing all their like cover songs and, mm-hmm. and they were just like going back and forth but all from like different locations Yeah. they would record it all together it was incredible
1: cool. yeah so really just cool. should there another one um uh i just saw it. Pennywise, you know, I mean, I got, I got them all yeah. on there. So, but love that. But I'll still go back. Like I still listen to my metal stuff, and I still it just depends what kind of mood I'm in. I love 80s music too, just like the old school 80s music. And I've yeah. got more into sort of like older hip hop because when I was in high school in the 90s, like 80s and 90s, I didn't want. like If you were a metal guy, you wanted nothing to do with that stuff. And now yeah. I kind of look back and go, man, I missed out on some good music.
0: Yeah. You know? My wife, uh, my wife, she will put on like the kids are away. <laughs> or she'll she'll leave the kids in the house and go out to the pool and she'll hook up the bluetooth speaker and throw on 90s hip hop and she's like kids stay inside you're not yep. allowed to listen to this <laughs> and she will yeah. just go full on gangster rap like um Warren G um Nate Do- you know regulators um Tupac Biggie I mean she's like all in yeah. And just having the best time in the world, <laughs> just jamming out to her, her old school hip hop. But um, in the gym, we we started doing that. So we we kind of jump back and forth between what we listen to in the mornings. You yeah. know, the 5:30 a.m. crew is a special breed. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it, so like I, one of one of our athletes wanted a 90s mix. So I put this 90s mix in, and you go from like actually this morning was regulators, nice. <laughs> and they you know just they're going to it and then it jumps to like Spice Girls.
1: It's yeah. Oh, like, that's a, a, hard, a turn right there. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then, and then of course the one girl is just like dancing to it. I'm like, no, you're supposed to be deadlifting right now. <laughs> like, we, need, we need something else. But um, we'll put on one of my favorite mixes is actually um, a radio off of Rolling Stones. Um, okay. Paint it black. is yeah. like one of my it's one of my favorite right. Rolling Stone songs of all time. And uh, so I put that radio station on. It just gives all the classics. Um, um, it's not Valhalla. Um it, The one from Ragnarok, uh, Van Halen, um, Come from the Land of the Ice and Snow.
1: Oh, that's Led Zeppelin. That's uh, the immigrant. Uh, yeah. yeah. Led Zeppelin.
0: W- what's it? Which one is
1: it? Immigrant Song.
0: Immigrant Song. That's right. I can never well, remember the name of, of it. That's a great one.
1: Trent yeah, i re- re- got a great re- version too. That was in uh, uh girl with the, Gra- the dragon tattoo. Have you heard that version? Who did it? Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails.
0: Oh, I'll have to go listen really to it. Good.
1: Definitely check it out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we'll we'll put on that mix and just jam out and have a good time. So yeah, I'm I'm a fan of pretty much everything you know when it comes to music, and I'll you know I'll be all over the place you know playing it. So
2: it, it's
0: it, it's awesome and. So you have a very like diverse background. So you you go <laughs> from the metal, you go to the punk, and then of course you've got all all the the self-proclaimed nerd uh, with Star Wars. So uh, now no spoilers on episode three because I haven't watched it yet. But the Mandalorian, mm. I've gotten through the first two episodes.
1: The third one's How the best so far. Okay, that's
0: so always- that's that will be on on deck. But my wife got mad at me because I watched it without her. Oh no! Oh yeah. So then she's like, "You can't do that. We have to go back and watch, you know, the first two episodes, and then watch the third one together." So I'm waiting on her to catch up. She she saw the second one, so now we can both watch the okay, third good. one. Um, but we had her um, we had her surprise birthday party this weekend, so we had to, you know, kind of shift what we were doing. But uh, w- so what um, what are some of the things that Kind of shifting back to the the CrossFit, um, you know. Obviously, anybody who's listened to you on you know talking Elite fitness and the CrossFit Games, and and if, if you're listening to this and you haven't gone and listened to the Eric Rosa interview, go do that. But what are some things that that you personally are looking forward to in the next the next season? I would say coming out of this COVID mm-hmm. funk.
1: Yeah, I think for me the well first of all it's just it's really nice to have somebody in charge who is not only a fan of the sport but wants to grow it and understands why media and why a you know professional level of media is important. So that's first of all that's one thing I'm I can't wait to see in action. But I think it'll be it'll be good for the the community to, to have um the way it was back in 20 before everything went wrong when it was when you had you, know, you had a season structure that everybody could follow relatively easily you could explain it to someone who didn't know a whole lot about it pretty simply i yeah. think you have that with a few things that have been added here and there to make it uh, you know a little more interesting and maybe give athletes uh, another chance to you know, more than just one chance to qualify for the game i'm looking forward to having a place where and I don't know where this would be, whether it's going to be games.crossfit.com or maybe they have a YouTube channel, but where you can go and you can stay up to date on what's going on with the season, like we had with the mm-hmm. updates. Now I don't know if that's, you know, what the plan is, but I'm assuming that there will be some sort of central sort of location where you can go and you can get all the information that you need to be the best fan that you can possibly be. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they, you know, how they support the the, the sanction events that are going to be part of whatever the qualification process is. Uh, with media, what that looks like, how CBS or, or a network is going to be involved. Because I think that it has the potential to, you, you ha- we have the potential to get, the sport has the potential now to be on a major broadcast outlet for not just like snippets of the year, not just two hours during the games, but maybe some during the open, some during, you know, the qualification or regionals for lack of a better term. And then a lot during the games, because I know that was, yeah the interest at the end of 2018. Cause if you go back to 2018, we had, uh, we had regionals that we had preview shows that were on CBS sports network. We had yeah, I that. The Atlantic regional was live on CBS sports network and CBS. Yeah. And so were the games and they wanted more. So I think I'm hoping we get back to that. So I am just really looking forward to seeing how this, this plays out. Uh, and I think that it's going to be good again to like to tune into an open announcement and have it the way that most people have, you know, expect it to be. Not what we've dealt yeah. with in the past couple of years. Because I think that was, that was like, that was a hard blow, I think, for for everybody. Because every, after 2018, everything had changed. But it's like, all right, we still have the open. We still have the open announcements. And then they rolled those out. And it was no, it wasn't anybody's fault who did them. You know, because they, yeah. they were dealt a bad hand. And they did the best they could. And that stuff yeah. is not easy. But I think that was sort of, the, that was the realization where everyone went, oh, this is what it's going to be from now on. So yeah. not having that anymore, where it, where the media surrounding all the events is going to be top notch. So I think that's going to be great for everybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, it went from it went from a fully produced show to he hey, here's a camcorder. Right. Go nuts, you know. Yeah. With,
1: gave those people with, know. With little
0: VHS, uh, yeah. you know, camcorder trying to piece this whole thing together. But Set
2: uh, the Yeah,
0: I like I, I love the direction that it's going. I, I I mean, I was disappointed this year, of course, with in the games just because. I couldn't mm-hmm. go. Um, I had, I, I got the luxury of being able to go and volunteer in, in 2018 and 2019. And then of course COVID and the cancellations and all this sort of stuff. But I got to go and do the, um, I was actually working. Well, well I met you at there at, uh, at 2018 in the road. ten. I you mm-hmm. know, got to say hi to you for a second.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I I had, really.
0: Um, I was doing the VIP tours through the entire, um, complex so we were taking the people from the madison club and walking them down north park all the way back through the warm-up areas we would go all the way into the you know the inner sanctum where all the athletes were and basically telling them listen you can't talk to anybody unless they talk to you first and never fails no <laughs> <laughs> shooting something off at us you know saying something just being just being noah mm-hmm. um, he was he was awesome But, um, you know, we'd walk them through there, we'd walk them through the athlete tunnel into the Alliance Center, right onto the floor, you know, right through the warm up areas. So I mean, it was such a cool experience. And I was looking forward to going back and being able to kind of do that again, and, you know, kind of really immerse into into CrossFit and into the the games, because that had been my first time of really being kind of in the middle of it. Um, 2018, I was in the fan experience. So I was kind of off to the side, didn't see anything. Just kind of worked to death <laughs> over there in the fan, fan experience. Couldn't go anywhere, couldn't see anything. And but it was, I mean, it was a good time. It was definitely a good time. But uh, I mean, the 2019 was just incredible. My wife got to come with me and and do it as well. So I mean, it was a, a whole family affair. And uh, and then we were all set to do it this year, and yeah. all this stuff happened. So. I'm looking forward to us, you know, kind of getting back to a sense of normalcy would mm-hmm. be, would be fantastic. Um, what, and I know COVID being what it is now, do they have a time frame as far as when they were going to start rolling things out? Like I, some sort of expectation.
1: I, I would say if I'm guessing it's going to be in the next month or so, yeah. I mean, they're going to do it before the new calendar year. And you know, it's not like, COVID goes away once the calendar flips. And so I think that they're they're taking a little more time to sort of come up with the contingency plans of what these events are going to look like in the event that we're still dealing with this stuff, uh, you know, into spring of 2021. And there's a high likelihood we will be. But I think that what's good is that CrossFit knows now uh, how they can run events safely with the restrictions that are in place. And that might mean, you know, fewer people end up going to these things. They might not qualify yeah. people out of the open uh, to whatever fa- you know phase two is going to be. But the 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 fact that they are going to be more involved with the events themselves as far as just helping them run a good event, I think there's, you know, there's a it's very likely that these events are going to happen in some way, shape or form. And the good news is yeah. is that if you can't go, you're probably going to be able to watch them and on yeah. some professional stream. So I don't think we're going to be back to like a hundred percent rolling the way across it needs to be rolling but i think they can do something that the fans really enjoy that is yeah. that still is a legitimate test of fitness and that at the end we crown the fittest on earth
2: yeah
0: I, and, and i would love to see the teams get back at it i mean that mm-hmm. was one thing definitely missing this year you didn't get re- get to see the teams i mean mayhem would have been would have been fantastic okay. to to have that all have that all put together and thrown down but uh it, it, it just chalk it up to 2020. It's, it's just been, it's just been that year, like literally I, so I saw a meme actually the other day, which encapsulated it perfectly. And it was, it was God and and the archangel Michael talking back and forth and God's like, Hey, um, did you, did you put everything, you know, in place for the twenties? And Michael was like, you mean 20? God's like, you put all that in one year? <laughs> oh. he's like oh crap <laughs> yeah that was supposed to be the whole decade you know, worth, worth of it was it encapsulated it perfectly I was like what could what else could possibly go wrong this year it's just yeah. it's one thing after another after another um but we're starting to get some sense of normalcy as as I'm you know, looking at my phone and my fantasy football thing drops down and, you know, reminds me that there's games right. and things to look at, but, um, you know, actually looking at your shirt, looks like you're rocking the Rams.
1: Yes, I am. It's victory <laughs> month. So, <laughs>
0: um, they see. are looking, they, they are looking fantastic. I told
1: um, people at the beginning of the year, man, don't sleep on that defense. Yeah. Know.
0: The defense is, is just nasty.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The, um, I mean, there are a few other teams that I think are just faking right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm over it's here in Florida. It, it is hard to tell. Miami's though. Miami could be
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's still now. Okay. You, you were in Florida, you know, yeah. you never, you never put all your boat in on the, on the dolphins. Mm-hmm. They will find a way to sink it yeah, <laughs> true. no matter what. Um, I kind of think in the NFC though, that they should just take away the NFC East's playoff spot.
2: Allocated. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I agree.
0: If you can't get at least to, you know, 25%,
1: <laughs> a 25% winning, there should be in a 500 rule.
0: Yeah. I, mm-hmm. mean, I mean, we're, we're close to not even getting close to 500 at this point. I, th- I think the Eagles are in, in first and they're three, five and one.
1: That sounds and, right.
0: Yeah. And, um, it just it's ridiculous. So mm-hmm. just we'll go ahead and take them out, add another wild card, <laughs> move yep. it over to you know to a good team. A winning and, uh, We'll go from there. But um, you know, so the Rams are looking good. I sadly, and I say sadly, but they're actually they're doing well this year. I'm a Raider fan. A Raider. So, really? I'm, I'm on the silver. Yeah. All right. I'm on the silver and black bandwagon um, in Las Vegas, hoping nice. that it keeps going and that that car can still steer the ship well
1: looking pretty good man
0: they're they're, they give you just enough hope Mm -hmm. before they like the dolphins before they dash it you know pretty pretty badly um (laughs) i still contest though they would have won the super bowl had they not gone against the bucks and john gruden had it been any other team that they played except for the bucks that year
1: they well, they should have played the Rams in Super Bowl 36 as well because that tuck rule is still a bunch of... Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, it's a b- yeah. bunch of baloney right there.
0: Absolutely. And now we got Brady, you know, in my backyard over here in Tampa. But, yeah, uh, yeah that, that's a sensitive subject, the, no, the no. tuck rule.
1: Believe me, it but, is. From, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the, uh, I mean, the the game, the Raiders versus Bucks Super Bowl, I watched, like, the mic'd up that they played like you know after the game and things like that and John Lynch was coming off the field saying they didn't change anything like it cuz Gruden was the coach he's like they're calling the exact same plays you told us they were going to call they're using the same words the same formations yeah. they haven't changed a thing and that's why they got just yeah. murdered but they had i mean they had Jerry Rice Tim Brown um they had um Gannon mm-hmm. they had I, I want to say they had a good team. They had Kaufman, I believe, in the backfield. Um, I think it was Napoleon Kaufman was in the backfield. He was he was kind of one or two years where he was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they had a solid team. But it is what it is. And then they and then they lost miserably the
2: I know. since then.
0: But uh, yeah, you you got the best you got the better deal of the LA teams. Left came back.
1: And, I'm so glad they're back. And and I hate that, their. Hand. I hate the fact that a fan base had to lose their team. I really do because I, I went and saw some games in St. Louis, and you know, I, and I was there when they won the Super Bowl in 2000, and I was there when they lost it in 2002. Okay. Um, but I'm just, I'm so glad they're home. So yeah. Well, well,
0: I'm actually a fan from the original L.A. Ra- Raiders.
1: Well, so, yeah. After they moved, so they moved the same so, year the Rams did, right? Yeah. No, they so moved. I, I, they moved to Oakland, uh, they moved from Oakland in 90 or 80. When they moved out yeah, of Oakland. Uh,
0: it had to have been the 80s, because they were, it, it was 88 when I started following them,
1: right. and they were in I L.A. Think, yeah.
0: And and the whole, re, so everybody asked me, like, why are you a Raider fan?
2: Being,
1: I look that up.
0: <laughs> being from Florida, they're like, why are you, you a Raider fan? And my dad actually trained um, thoroughbred racehorses. So he was he was a horse trainer and we had a he had a uh, an owner who was in Chicago, big you know rich owner and his daughter was dating um, at the time Scott Davis who was a defensive lineman for the Raiders and I met this guy and I was eight years old he was the biggest guy I'd ever met in my entire life. Oh yeah. And then to be, he was, he was the one lined up next to uh, Howie Long. Okay. And, and you know, so everybody, you know, watched Howie Long, but he was next to him. And to meet this guy and then be able to go and watch TV and see him on TV playing football, I was hooked. I was like, Oh, well, this is my new favorite team. Nice. Some kid from Florida living in Chicago following the Raiders.
1: <laughs> Yeah, no, I've, I actually I knew a couple of Raider fans who lived in Florida, and they moved in '82 from Oakland. Oh, out.
0: Okay, yeah, and then they left L.A. went back to Oakland, and now they won
1: the of Super course. Bowl in '83, I think, it's the Redskins, the yeah. Washington football team. Sorry.
0: Oh yes, <laughs> we don't want to be we don't want to be offensive with <laughs> history. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, football's back. Um, we almost had the sweep. You, you took the sweep over to L.A. Um, with the Tampa. <laughs> yeah. So we almost had the sweep, we almost had the the um NHL and N M O B, but you guys took the NBA and M O B. Um but that being said, I'm not a Tampa Bay fan either. So I'm 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 really I'm not a Florida fan except for the Gators.
1: There yeah, the a team. lot of people who grew up there before, you know, professional sports got big. You know, there was no Jaguars, yeah. the Dolphins weren't very good. Um you know, the Bucks were terrible. So yeah
0: they they are forever referred to as the sucker <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> the creamsicle, the orange creamsicle uniforms and the, yeah.
0: Yep. And um but I grew up my my um my mother's side of the family is from Boston. Okay. So I actually ended up being a Red Sox fan. So I'm a Red Sox fan. I'm an Oakland Raider or now LA or <laughs> trying to get on the city straight. Yeah, Las big... Vegas Raiders. Um basketball I'm um, just not a, not really a fan i guess i guess i'm gonna go magic just because they're the home right. team but i'm not a big basketball fan and then nhl i'm florida so it's yeah. it's kind of hard you know <laughs> I've, I've never played hockey in my life
1: you know That's, it's
0: just not not something i don't have any ice rinks here Yeah,
1: it's, not, a, it's not common in florida it's getting bigger though no,
0: it is no i, I mean we won How many? We've won three titles between Tampa and.
1: I don't think Florida has ever won a Stanley Cup. I think I think Tampa's won two.
0: I thought the Panthers won one.
1: I know they went to the finals one year against the Colorado Avalanche. That was like '96, I think.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been a while, but yeah. So we've got we've got sports. We you know we've got sports around here. It's it's fun, but um, yeah. That's I mean pretty much all i got today man
1: It's <laughs> great i love i love talking sports and star wars and music and all that stuff
0: yeah i mean it's uh it, this has been this this whole podcast thing has been i mean you guys jumped on the scene and i think i've actually credited it to you guys that between you and a couple of the podcasts that i've you know was listening to and driving around and listening i'm like i love this okay. and then a buddy of mine started one and i asked him i was like well, how did you do that? And he told me about, you know, anchor the app and mm-hmm. I picked it up and I was like, Oh, it's, it's, it's that simple. Okay. I can yeah. just go ahead and broadcast. Yeah. It's and crazy how, how
1: easy it is now for people. And it's awesome too. Yeah. because it, it gives plenty of people a, a voice of, you know, to do something fun.
0: Yeah. And this is going to be episode number eight. And, and um, actually that I talked to Margo Alvarez on Friday and she said, nice. right. <laughs> I,
2: told,
0: I, told, I told her I was going to be talking People to you. She's like, perfect. Oh, he's, he's great. She, he, she, she was just an absolute dream. She's, she's amazing. Um, And she's actually been going back and forth with my daughter. My um, seven year old daughter is she's a, she's a monster. She just, she will get in and do a workout and she will grind it out. And she's done workouts that, full-grown adults weren't finishing. Wow. Um, for- and yeah, she, she wrote a 5k um, a couple of weeks back. We did a, we did a charity event and she got on the rower and I went out and ran, came back and I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, rowing a 5k. I was like, Oh, okay, whatever. How far are you actually going? And I looked at the, I looked at the rower and it was 4,000 meters. I was like,
1: nice. Good for her, man. That's all-
0: oh, you're doing this. And she um, actually PR her deadlift today. We had a hundred pounds and
1: you she
0: weighs 53 (laughs) so she is yeah she's she's a little she's a little firecracker but um so her and margo ever since margo was on um titan games Mm. it just flipped a switch like she would watch her and cheer her on and she's like can we go to the gym daddy is there going to be a titan games for kids because i'm (laughs) totally going to do it so it was it, it was awesome i actually got to um um, before we recorded, I had, um, my daughter come in and get to meet her and everything. And she was just,
2: just so Thanks. it's
0: been, it's been awesome, man. This, this whole podcast experience, I didn't expect it to be the way that it is. So like, it just like people, like, you know, you've been, you know, very welcoming as far as coming on and, and thank you for that. And, oh. uh, you know, I, I just, I have fun talking about all these things. And you know being able to to chat with you on it and kind of dig a little bit deeper into you know what you've you know where you've come from has been has been awesome so man, I appreciate it so much well, and, uh, thanks for having me Watch. On the show. no problem um so that's gonna do it for today and uh man, thank you so much once again, I want to thank Sean woodland for taking time to be with us on this episode. He didn't have to, and he did, and it was awesome. I had a great time with him, so I want to thank him for being on the show. It was a, a great interview, a great chat. He's just overall a great guy, uh, so check it out. Go to um, Talking Elite Fitness. You can find them on all, all major podcasts as well, some, similar to us here, and uh, go check out Talking Elite Fitness. Go check out Spotify, Cousin Dale. You won't be disappointed. It is punk rock at its finest. You want to go listen to that as well. Just Awesome. We had a great time. As far as the show, got a little got a little house cleaning that we need to do. Not really house cleaning. That's that's a dumb thing to say. Um, public service announcements. So here's the thing: if you like the show, what I need you to do is I need you to share it. We're trying to get this out to the masses and get it out to everybody, so that everyone can enjoy some you know quality chats with 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 wax. And uh, I'm I'm a little biased because it's my own show, but I have a YouTube channel, so you can go and search. Wex Appeal barbells Beats, and buffoonery on YouTube, and you can watch this interview. You can watch it on, you know, on uh, on your TV. You can watch it on your phone, tablet, wherever you can watch YouTube. You can also share it on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, basically anywhere that podcasts are found. You can find Wex Appeal. So I would appreciate a share, a like. If you're listening to this and you haven't found our Instagram page or our Facebook page, just search. On Instagram, it's at Wex Appeal Podcast. So it's W E X A P P E A L P O D C A S T. So Wex Appeal Podcast on Instagram. Also on Facebook, you can find the page there. And we're doing some different things to try and um, just get the word out. So I would greatly appreciate it if you could share, like, subscribe. Oh, please go to YouTube and subscribe. We want to get the subscriptions up. And uh, like I said, get the word out. The more people we get listening, the better we can make this show. That being said, I also have a shirt coming out. There's going to be a Wexpiel Podcast shirt. It's actually a Chromo shirt. So if you look at the the uh, the gold logo that we have currently, flip that around, black with um, yellow writing and, uh, and, and yellow graphics. That shirt is going to be available November 25th. It's only going to be available for 14 days. So we're doing basically like a fundraiser sort of thing to raise funds for the show, to make the show better. So all proceeds go towards upgrading equipment camera, wet internet, all those sorts of things that are going to help the show be much, much better. We're working on a Patreon that will hopefully get uh, extra content to you, you, the the those who would like to subscribe and support the, the show a little bit more than just listening. You can um, help and do that. We've got a support link on the page as well, where you can donate as little as $99 a month up to, I think, $9.99 a month. And that would also go towards uh, upgrading the show as well. So if you want to help out, that would be fantastic. If not, keep listening, keep sharing, and keep telling everybody about it. I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. That is going to do it for episode number eight. I'm coming back next week with some really, really big news and some some big interviews that we have set up. I've had a lot of conversations with some people. 2021 is gonna be fantastic. I am super excited about that. We are going to have some big guests on there. Not I mean Margo Alvarez and Sean Woodland so far have been Huge uh, as, as far as a show this small and uh, done in my office. Thank you to both of them for, uh, for, for agreeing to be on the show. And we've got some other big guests um, outside the realm of CrossFit going into food, going into wildlife, all, all sorts of things. I'm, I'm super excited. So that's going to do it for today. Share the episode. Share the YouTube video. And uh, you guys have a great week. Have a very happy Thanksgiving which is coming up very, very soon uh, this week. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Go on the page. Tell me what you're thankful for. Let me know. Talk to you soon. Peace.